Hi, my name is John Stringfellow, and you are listening to No Strangers Here on 88.5 FM, WCUG Cougar Radio. This episode, I'll be reading two haikus from a Japanese uh, poet named Basho. Uh, A brief synopsis of his uh, biography and history. He was a 17th century Japanese uh, haiku writer, and he was born uh, under the name of Matsu Kinesaku near Kyoto, Japan. Uh, and his father was a minor samurai, and, and his mother was a farmer. Uh, Basho and his siblings grew up uh, along a farm and grew up together uh, raising the farm and selling crop, which inspired some of his early works of po- uh, poetry when writing about Kyoto and his life there as well. Uh, Basho would go on to live in Edo, or also known today as Tokyo, and would learn uh, Buddhism and uh, how to write Chinese poetry and also Taoism. Uh, from there, he grew and became the most famous poet of his time uh, and is highly recognized amongst many uh, contemporaries as being a high influence. Uh, such writers as Allen Ginsberg and Jack Kerouac from the B Generation uh, recall on Basho's teachings through his haikus to influence their own works. And uh, in fact, even the Imagist poets were highly influenced by the haiku format in which they used as to represent an image, much like haiku has. Uh, fun fact, though, about uh, Basho was that his name, the, the name Basho, came from after a student of his gave him a Basho tree uh, in 1680. After that, he began writing under the name Basho due to how influential the, the tree was and how nice of a gift it was for the student. Today's first haiku I'll be reading today is titled In Kyoto, which is a simple three-lined haiku, usually ranging from three, five, three syllables, uh, meaning that the first line has three syllables, the second five, and the last sentence three again. Uh, these, these haikus are mainly made to be short so that it limits the writer to only expressing a emotion or an image. Uh, which is believed, much like the Imagist movement, to truly uh, give out the purest form of emotion or an image. This first one is titled, In Kyoto by Basho. In Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo, I long for Kyoto. So this one in particular doesn't follow the typical 353 format, uh, but it, it does. Uh, it's a early work of Basho's and he's expressing a dear love for Kyoto, uh, having been his childhood home, growing up as a farmer there. Uh, though it is simple and yet short, the image of hearing the cuckoo, it, and given the fact that he grew up as a farmer, gives back to relation of his history and where he grew up. Uh, for many farmers, you know, it's very classical to see in movies or in hearing stories of a rooster rising as the sun rises and you hear the crowing of the rooster. In this case, it is Basho hearing the cuckoo in Kyoto. And so the image of hearing a cuckoo uh, helps establish sort of a morning setting really off the bat. And uh, Basho's last line saying, I long for Kyoto, shows this, this wanting to go back to that morning setting of Kyoto when he was a boy growing up as a farmer. And something very sentimental and very touching to think about. And for many of us, we too get homesick. 
even though if we can't really explain what we miss here in this poem Basho explains that the reminiscing of a cuckoo is just enough to want him to go back to Kyoto the next haiku is a fairly famous and common one it is titled The Old Pond it's a fairly famous one given that it's used as a fairly good example to express what the haiku format's all about and what sort of goal a writer is trying to reach when it comes to a haiku. And so you'll see this poem to be very common in uh, classes and lessons being taught uh, over haikus uh, because it's the most known and the most famous one of its kind. Again, it's also a very simple one and it's very short as well. The haiku I'll be reading is called The Old Pond. The Old Pond. A frog jumps in. Sound of water. Again, much like the first one in Kyoto, it's a very simple one. Uh, and it does follow the 353 rule pretty well. But again, it, this is a, a image being expressed. Uh, once again, much like the, the image and emotion of wanting to go back in Kyoto uh, when he symbolizes the action of hearing the cuckoo. In this one, this is all done through the sense of sight. Uh, He sees the old pond, he witnesses the frog jumping in, and then it ends with hearing again with the sound of water. And so this is a very simplistic poem, but in and of itself, the word sound of water is very intriguing. Not much is formatted to what we know as water. We know water to be shapeless. It moves as it pleases. It doesn't conform to anything. So water can be a very lucid medium to express through. But the sound of water, everyone can relate to, whether it's pouring a glass of water, uh, gardening, even throwing a rock into a pond, or in this case, a frog. Uh, we can all relate to that the delicate sound. Uh, in many cases, the sound of water has also been expressed through many famous songs uh, and many famous movies as well as being this very delicate, very quaint emotion or feeling at time. In this one, we also can sense this very delicate and very soft emotion of witnessing this. It's nothing too crazy, nothing bizarre, nothing too esoteric. It's something that everyone can relate with, but I find that many times many of us kind of glaze over this. We don't really capture everything we see in our day. You know, we may be walking along the streets and there happen to be autumn leaves on the ground and we witness a little wind kick them up, but usually when you get home, you don't really think about those things. So I think the show here is trying to share something that uh, is not only calming and nice, but it's something we kind of take for granted or just forget on our regular days. These were two, I think, lovely haikus, and I think they're both great examples of a show. I highly recommend reading his other works, and along with uh, many of his uh, successors and uh, predecessors in writing the haiku form and uh, Chinese Taoism. Uh, And and the fact that he was a Zen Buddhist also uh, complements and explains a lot of his work as well, being that it's very... Uh, simple and the morals are very very relatable and close-knitted. I find personally that uh, studying Buddhism, not though I practice, but studying it due to my interest of Allen Ginsberg, 
has helped me realize a lot of the influence that he's received from his work, not only from haiku writers such as Basho, but also from external influences, maybe from his friends and from uh, the nature around him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm hoping you have a wonderful day and you enjoy those haikus as much as I did. Hopefully Basho will show you some interesting things about life that you may have taken for granted. Uh, I know that I have for sure. And Basho really lights up uh, the scene when he uh, gives us something simple and easy to comprehend. Uh, that's all I have for today and I hope you uh, have a good one. Thank you to Columbus State's Comm Department for the space and equipment provided for the show. Thank you to Dr. Gibson, the department chair. Thank you to Dr. Getz, WCUG's faculty advisor. Uh, you can listen to this show on 88.5 FM Cougar Radio, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Thank you for listening.